0: You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast.
1: Good morning, good morning.
2: Hello, good morning.
1: Good morning. Everybody doing well? Very well, thank you. Yeah, so, good. Simon's back, obviously. We're back. Melinda's here. Yes, I am. Obviously, Ramon is here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No nobody? anybody. Bueller? No. Anyways, so yeah. No, we're back. Simon's back. How was Santa Cruz? Santa, Very nice. No, Santa, how was Santa, Santa Cruz? Cruz. <coughs> it was good.
0: Yeah, was good. Good time. It was a long. Felt long. Yeah. Especially like the last two weeks. It, it was, was one long. one month, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. First two weeks were honeymoon. Yeah. First two weeks were just nice holiday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went camping, rode a bike, <laughs> had coffee. <laughs>
2: rode a bike
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so wait so wait 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 wait
1: Wait. so all this th- so Simon's been here for almost a year and so you know we've had conversations over the time just hanging out with me Simon and Rudy a lot of times and we went to a bike trail one time and then we went to a bike store where my kids were getting a bike and or something I don't remember we were at a bike store so I was like I'm not really interested in biking I'm like oh okay he a blah, blah, blah not at all yeah so that's one time and then um we were talking about oh, we went to we went out into the um like to the countryside, into the woods, I don't know what you would call it, but out to a village. And we were talking to Simon, I was like, I'm not really into like be out and camping and stuff like that. And then as you know, Melinda, like, if you offer Simon coffee He doesn't like, drink coffee, yeah. yeah. And so the guy goes to Santa Cruz, he's there <laughs> drinking three days and he's like drinking coffee while riding a bike on the <laughs> campgrounds. Like, what happened to you? <laughs> the transformation. Yeah. I, I texted him. Was like, I don't even know you.
0: <laughs> but no, it was it was good. I mean, I'm still not a fan of camping. Um, we only did one night. Thankfully, I survived that. So is that even camping? I don't know. But yeah, one it night, is. One, I mean, you sleep outside <laughs> sleep in a tent. That yeah, counts. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and yeah, I just I just kept drinking coffee. I still, you know, it grew on me. But
1: yeah.
2: I just kept drinking coffee, <laughs> just, like yeah. I couldn't stop. <laughs> but that's like,
1: that's the thing with coffee, right? They say like it's a, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. yeah. So they say you have to like keep drinking it, which is kind of silly. Mm. Like if I don't like it the first taste, just leave me alone. What? <laughs> it's become like such so a trendy thing, like that people will continuously drink it until they like it. So that what? What's the goal here? Yeah. Well,
2: you, you did the same thing to me with um, sparkling apple cider or sparkling, what's it called? apple cider
1: yeah but you know you, you no means you still don't like it
2: you know i don't like it but you're always like
1: because no they do they like a new year's and stuff mm. they serve sparkling apple cider so what do you mean like i'm like i'm giving it to you all the time like good he morning like, here's some sparkling <laughs> apple cider
2: no because you're like
1: thirsty you are
2: you serious you don't like it you don't like
1: it? yeah because like it's, it's delicious I, I just didn't know that there was anybody that didn't like sparkling apple cider do you like sparkling mm. apple cider
0: i can't say i've ever had it
1: oh so. man anyways so yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah you were here for new years and christmas we have plenty of it so anyways so today we want to start talking about the different phases in ministry and stuff like that just um kind of share with people what i don't know why i'm pulling this paper over here there's like two things on the list. <laughs> like um just kind of share the, the the process that we have and where we're going with things and what we want to do and stuff and Really have a conversation and see how it goes, like we always do. See where it goes. Um, but yeah, so <coughs> excuse me. Um, <laughs> so no, we've we've um, we've basically split up our ministry. And not, what is it? Not split up. We've um, divided. That sounds That's, terrible yes. too. We divided <laughs> we our ministry. We've it's split over. Up. We divided. <laughs> we've um we've we've basically made our it's ministry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We've suspended all ministry <laughs> no um we've made, we've made it into phases we've like we yeah, we've divided up our our goals and, and different projects into different phases of ministry. So there's phases one through four, and um the idea is for the next four weeks to go through talking about each phase. But we'll see how it goes. I'm sure the lines will blur over some of the phases, but that's okay, but um but yeah, so anyways, phase one is what we've been in for like the past year. And we'll probably be in for the next, this year as well, um, for the most part. Is um so the, oh, let me say this first. <laughs> there's four different areas of focus, and one is uh, church, um, community center. Then you have businesses, and then you have villages or like mission work or whatever. And so in the first phase, there's um there's there's only two of those areas that will have focuses, and that's the church, obviously, and the community center. will um, we'll get started some projects with that. Um, business is not yet. Village is not yet. So in the coming weeks, you'll hear more about those things. But so this week, phase one, we'll talk about um, church um, and community center stuff. So first thing is church. We've been talking about church for a long time. We talk about church a lot uh, on the podcast because that's a huge part of what we do. Um, and I've said this before, but I'll say it again just to be like, clear. we have so we have a lot of other goals and stuff in ministry. And I'm sure you have goals even yeah. like apart from, you know, um, but I think we all agree that um, a, accomplishing these goals and not accomplishing the goal, but the goal is actually being sustainable, spiritually sustainable and, and like having long longevity or whatever is the, based on having a healthy church. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can do a feeding program for kids in, this, in the community and that's great. But we would love to have a healthy church for these kids to be able to be, you know, in this case, um, a healthy children's church program, um, you know, so on and so forth. So, and I think I said this last week too, when we first came, we were doing uh, basically community center stuff. We don't have a community center yet, but we were doing programming, music program, sports programs and stuff like that. But we saw the need for the church to be um, strengthened. I'll say it that way. And um, so we took a step back from those things, paused more or less on those things, and decided to focus more on on building the church. That's our first Um, phase is solid church, solid church leadership. And um, yeah, let's talk about that one first. So just the important. So the idea is uh, to establish, just have a solid, solid church foundation, a church have a solid foundation and having uh, building up teams and leadership teams and groups and volunteers, having a solid volunteer base. So the church won't be so dependent on on us. Um, So we want to be a part of the church always, uh, as long as we're here or whatever but um don't want it to be dependent on only us and so right now it, it kind of is and that's that, that's just the way you know things start off but we can't get comfortable with that so we just this past year we've and we've again we've talked about it in other episodes of um just we've changed a lot of things and and uh things that didn't work or things that were detrimental to the community or to to the church or whatever we've um moved or gotten rid of and um to kind of you know just made adjustments I guess you can say and in order to get us to the place where we're at now so we can start building leadership on the platform that we've built on the on the foundation that we've built mm-hmm. and I feel like we're just that we're just now at the point now where we can really start building leaders how we want to and start developing people and discipling people in the way that that they should to keep, to be able to mature and step into the work right. and so um having solid church leadership and having a solid church in general is just the center of all of all this stuff we're going to talk about in the coming weeks That is it's imperative. It's not. But the beautiful thing about it also is if you have a solid church, the stuff we talk about in the coming weeks. There's extra stuff and it is a part of us being the church, but it's not even if we never accomplish anything on the list, if we have if we if we accomplish having a solid church where people grow, come to get to know Jesus and love one another, so on and so forth, then, you know, I I think we'll, we'll have accomplished a lot. So. Yeah. It's, it's super super when we were talking with Simon yesterday. Um, it's just super, super important about uh, the necessity of, of phase one and um, that is having solidifying the church. So last year we did all the things and whatever, uh, made some different changes and dealt with all the cat fights and all that stuff. And um, but we're, we're past, I mean obviously I know there's always going to be challenges or whatever with people, but we're past all, all that stuff and I think for the most part, everybody's on the same page now. And now we can really start building leadership and developing people the way that we see. Yeah. So um, I don't know, do you guys have any input on how or how we're gonna do that this year or some different areas maybe that we need to do to move forward and, as far as leadership? Mm-hmm. Or just in general, I mean, it doesn't have to be leadership.
2: Build, as far as building, um, yeah, a lot of intentional, <clears throat> I wouldn't say leadership training, but just discipling and um, really spending a little bit more time with people that are already members of the church so we can identify those strong leaders or, or people who are even good candidates for leadership and to to help <clears throat> build them, strengthen them, and, and work with them and see what areas they're interested in and help them grow in that. Um, so which I think, I think you guys have already really thought about that it's because we're doing the small groups and um, you've already pointed out a few people that are good candidates for that or options and so um but also that's hard to do when your church is small yeah it is (laughs) so you got like two people (laughs) yeah yeah so so i think like the the when you said we spent a year kind of trying to build a a good foundation one would one would look at it and say a whole year and it's like yeah man (laughs) it took a whole year and then you spoke this year we're going to focus on rebuilding another person would think well we planted a church in two months you know that shouldn't be hard to do but um, when you look at the culture you're in the the area you're in the people god is placed in your care um, the amount of people and then the talents they have or don't have it it does take it does take a while so I think one of the most basic things would be just a little bit more of that uh one-on-one building yeah
1: you know? yeah I think a key word you said was discipleship uh, that's just that's an important factor obviously but discipleship I feel like not I don't say true but like um right focus discipleship produces leaders that's yeah. what it you know Jesus had 12 guys obviously. One of them didn't pan out too too great, but um, he was replaced by another guy that was around, right? And they became great leaders. But Jesus was never like, "All right, guys, I want you to go read these uh, irrefutable laws of leadership by John Maxwell." Like, <laughs> which you know are good, but <laughs> like, yeah, which it, is it, 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 it? it's a good book, but it was never like, "All right, guys, I'm gonna make you fishes of men." But oh, but then at five o'clock, we're gonna meet for these leadership courses. Like it was never, never that. Like yeah, he, it was fluid, just, right? Yeah, it was yeah. fluid. Like he 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 welcomed it welcomed it, Good grief welcomed them into the fullness of who he is and in that it produces first the trust with our faith and in that faith now you have the confidence you have a you know who you are you know who you are in Christ and and really I know who I am doesn't have anything to do with me I know who he is right I know what he's capable of and so at that point it doesn't really matter of If someone is doubting you or, you know, whatever, like, you, you know who he is and you know what he's capable of and that, that it produces a leader. But you're also being a You're leading in integrity and in righteousness and, you know, justice and all, all these other things. You're doing that because you're living in who he is. And so I think if we teach people to follow Jesus, find your identity in him, confess your sins, like a, a repent, like, you know, if we teach people that, then they, they, will, they will be a leader. And it's not that we have to be afraid of the term leadership or whatever, but I think we do have to be careful in kind of separating the two. Mm -hmm. I think we do that unintentionally a lot, just churches in general, is we, oh, we discipleship on Tuesday, leadership on Wednesday. Yeah. And it's it's not wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong, but, you know, they're not necessarily two isolated things. If we do discipleship correctly, then we produce leaders. Because people that walk in the spirit are the wisest people on earth, mm-hmm. that truly walk in the spirit, not just say they walk in the spirit, yeah. and not with, like, these phantom prophecies that never come true, you know, whatever. That We're not talking about that. We're talking people that, like, have the fruit of the spirit, I and mean, those are the wisest people on earth. So if you are full of wisdom, and if you're walking in wisdom, who's everyone look to when there's an issue? The leader. Mm-hmm. The person with wisdom. They don't care what your title is. They That's don't true. care if you're the janitor. They don't care when... What is it? is it J- Joseph is in prison and they're looking for him like hey he's like don't forget about me and they forget about him and somebody calls him out of prison and they're looking at this prisoner slave guy for because they know that he has the he has he has an answer he has a good answer and so i think if you walk in the spirit and if you're, you're truly like led by led by the holy spirit and and walk and just trust in everything that god is and just walk in like you don't have to be up front. You don't have to be anywhere. People will follow you. They'll find yeah. you. They'll find you to follow you. Mm-hmm. And you you may not always be promoted like Joseph was, but you don't need to be promoted because your influence will speak for itself just by just by walking in, in who he is. And so I I, I think we, we have to be careful mm-hmm. in, in our language because in our language it does affect our subconscious operation, right? Of separating leadership from discipleship. Yeah. And we continuously disciple people and the people that um, are serious and sincere about it. I think they will develop different at- attributes of leaders, and like there is a. And so I don't know how to go about that because what you said is is absolutely true. Is identifying people who are who are what is it potential leaders? Mm-hmm. Like that's like right now. However, the gospel is transformational. So if there's someone that is not a potential leader, like he doesn't just he or she doesn't have. <laughs> Sorry, he like we know we all know people who don't. In, in your mind, you could come to the conclusion that this guy's never going to lead anything, you know. But, you know, there's Peter and there's John. You know, like, these guys are the sons of thunder. They want to destroy everything with fire when, just for because they wouldn't let Jesus stand. And it, like, you know, but then these guys are, are great leaders. Peter is Peter. He does Peter stuff, you know. And he gets his own category. That's, like, in. but he becomes this amazing leader. Yeah. And so I, I don't know where the line is as far as, Identifying people who are potential leaders for now, mm-hmm. but then also not giving up hope mm-hmm. in, the, in the transformational power of the gospel to be able to bear fruit where there was no fruit. Something that was barren before in terms of mm-hmm. leadership qualities or good character, uh, character traits or whatever, like that doesn't exist. And I think we do have to live in the now in that sense, but also at the same time, not without giving up hope in the future right. and discipleship right. comes in. And when the when the gospel penetrates your heart, it transforms. And mm-hmm. it transforms. It bears fruit. It bears fruit. Now you you are a transformed person. You you know you're a different person. Mm-hmm. I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ lives within me. You know, and and so now you have a guy who was a drunk, fighter, murderer, or whatever, and, and now he is, could very well be one of the strongest leaders in the Which community. Which we have seen we also have in seen. our church. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: people come from that and grow and and become um, even present in almost the face of the church I wouldn't say the face but they're the first face people see when they you know when they sit down and the service starts so so we know that that's possible but I don't think in any conversations in our in the leadership in our church have I ever heard well, this person just is just not 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 ever going to be right for leadership. What I, I have heard, I,
1: I, I mean, I haven't said, said that. that. No, 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 I haven't said that because we don't. I was gonna
2: say I've heard you say not right now
1: about yeah, several yeah, people. I say that she's because, not ready. She like, needs a
2: little more maturing to do.
1: I say that because it's the right thing to say. <laughs> well, at least like, you're honest. No, no, but like, in, but that's why I'm bringing this up. It's because in my heart, in my head, or whatever you want to say, like I'm like, no way, man, this guy's never going to be like, mm. and and that's something. Like, but. I, I, that's my natural feeling, but when I say that, I'm consciously telling myself like, "Well, you can't give up on people," yeah, mm-hmm. because Jesus never gave up on you, and so. It, but it's a very, and that's why I'm saying like, I don't know where the line is because, I, I yeah, I definitely struggle with that because some people I just don't want to be, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I don't want to deal with your, and it's not. I'm, I'm making excuses for it, I guess, a little bit, but it's not like you're junk. I don't know, but it. But at the same time, like, like there's some stuff that's very hard to overcome, and it's a fight, and there's some stuff that it's just a conscious decision to be foolish. Yeah. yeah. And if I see a person with the, they, then I, I've come to the subconscious c- conclusion in my own head of like, ah, it's a waste of time. Yeah. And that is true sometimes, right? Some It's just discerning what's what and when is, you know, when is that waste? I, I don't know. That's it's,
2: hard too, right? Because then you could see someone who you feel is from the outside completely ready to lead. And then, you know, then, then yeah. you give them Goes a little bit way. of leadership and then internal heart issues start to reveal themselves mm-hmm. because on the outside they made themselves look like a, yeah. they talk right so it they, goes
1: both ways yeah and then so you really have to just invest in people and see people the way that jesus sees them because then you become paranoid mm-hmm. it's like oh now you can't trust anybody yeah. <laughs> like because remember when you let's know, just
2: shut the church down
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah basically or it comes to i'll just do it
2: yeah, that's worse, right? And
1: then he becomes an absolute monarchy, unlike the UK. It's a <laughs> like we had a conversation this morning about governments and stuff. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so but then it becomes that, and, and like, and it does come from a good place. If you want this to be successful, and everybody's just let you down, they let you down, they let you down, and you're like, I'll oh, just do it. And sometimes you do just need to do it, but that doesn't that cannot be your go to answer, mm-hmm. and you can't stop believing. I think you constantly have to discipleship. Yeah. You have to believe in pouring into people. Because, yeah. like, I think, and even and, and, and not feeling like a failure or feeling like the discipleship process failed when the person falls one time. We look at Jesus, he's on the cross. Who's there? The only person we know that's there is John. And then there's a moment where all the disciples are hiding. Like, Peter's denied him. Judas is the reason, I mean, the literal reason, right? In the moment of why he's up there. We know we're all the reason, but, you know, I mean, he sold him out. They like, can so these people that you've invested in not only have they failed morally, but they've like sold you out, just completely denied you you know hiding not like not it's, it's but Jesus comes back and he what he you know he he restores that, and he not necessarily gives him another chance but he under, like he understands like picks them back up, encourages them, and he spends these you know these days with them, and he's pouring into them, and now we see them come out radically. Changed and they're planting churches all over the place and like you know preaching all over the place, getting beat for the gospel and like it's crazy, it's crazy. But just you know the leadership lessons from Jesus, you know, yeah, it's the second book. <laughs> no, but like you know we see that he gives the example there of the way to do leadership because there is a point where he says to Judas, go and do what you got to do. Mm. Like he essentially he's kicking him out, right? Like. He said, go and do what you, because you're going to do it. Go and do what you got to do. He doesn't say, but Judas, you know, I still love you. But how can you, he's not even, like, he's just going to do what you have to do, you know. And so there is a point of like, you know, but I think that should never be something that we try to force. We have to be wise, right, and look and see what's coming. But I think we shouldn't try, we we can get ahead of ourselves very easily in discounting people or counting people. Mm -hmm. I can, like I do. Like I said, I I do see some people and like, man, he's never going to get it together. I, it's not, I'm not coming to a conclusion, that's just my thought, like I'm thinking like I just don't see it, I don't see it, but then that's where trusting in God comes in, and like you just have to pour into people because like you said, on the other side of it is like, oh, Johnny's perfect, and Johnny starts letting you down, and now it's like you know Johnny's not showing up or Johnny smacked the kid in children's church, or you know what like and that when I say letting you down, I don't mean just he's not serving you, but you know what I mean, as as a leader, like Johnny's not doing what he's supposed yeah. to do now you're like, man. Well, i thought barbara was never going to be ready but then and then johnny's smacking people to, i'm hopeless now yeah you know and it's a very easy conclusion to come to but i think that's why it's so important to be gospel-centered in your discipleship leadership whatever jesus 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 and everything because it, it has the, the gospel has the power to transform mm-hmm. it's not just good advice so it's anytime we share that there's a transforming power that's taking place behind mm-hmm. the scenes in someone's heart and their soul and their mind whatever, and it's, you know, it's taking root, taking root, taking fruit, or taking, taking root um, to be able to bear fruit, and you never know what's really happening yeah. until it happens. Yeah.
0: I think that's kind of, we're at a point of, like, for Children's Church, for example, we're, over the last five months, so when I when I came into Children's Church, to where we are now, we've lost four leaders. Four leaders mm. have gone uh, from the team, and a lot of times, your natural reaction will be, "Oh, we've lost four, so let's grab four. And mm-hmm. you're like, "We just need to find four yeah. people, and we'll just make it work." Is he and breathing? Yeah. Oh, come on, <laughs> yeah, you can do yeah, it. Like, you know, <laughs> do you like, you know, do you like working with kids? And not really. Oh, well, you, you can come anyway. You know, we'll <laughs> yeah. find a role <laughs> you for you. You can give the snack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you <laughs> can what? just give out the water. You don't, you don't have <laughs> yeah. to talk to them. the projector. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, I think that can be like sometimes our natural reaction is like just to walk around church. Go, oh, please sign up for children's mm-hmm. church. Please sign up. Um, you know, and we just. We didn't want to do that. Yeah. That, that was not where we wanted to yeah. go. Um, and so, you know, we've got a team now and I'm very happy with my team. You know, we work, work really well. You know, there's teaming issues that we still have to work for and things like that, as there always will be. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're at a good place. But equally, when we're now at the place of children's church is growing. You know, I knew it was going to grow, mm. but it's, it's already grown. Yeah. In like the month when I left to where I am now. When I left, the format that we had for Children's Church worked and that was okay. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, <laughs> I mean, it was chaos. Yesterday yeah. was chaos. How many kids were um, in there? 38. So that wasn't, that's not the highest number yeah. we've had. But, it's a, but um 40 kids. Yeah, yeah. It, 38 kids. But the kids have become comfortable as mm-hmm. well. And so they know how things work now. Yeah. So they're going, okay, how far can we push this boundary? Because exactly. they've worked things out, they've worked different leaders out. And so what can I get away with with him? Uh-huh. What can I get away with with her? Because kids are smart. They'll find it boundaries that, yeah. and, they'll, and they'll push them. Um And so yesterday, like at the end of it, I was just like, "Wow, it doesn't work anymore." Yeah. You know what? What we spent. F- yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Siri is responding to him for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: what's the saying? You said Press it doesn't it. work anymore. Yeah. So what? What we spent five months building, within the month, that no longer works. So yeah. We're now at a point. Okay, we have to. We have to go again. We rebuild again. We We move on again. Yeah. Um. But equally, in order to do that, we need we need to get maybe one or two more more leaders in. But equally, you know, we have conversations, and a name will pop up, and we'll go. We'll both look at each other and go, "Ah, six months, <laughs> six months. Time, yeah. let's <laughs> just wait six yeah. months." Um, because there is a sense of we don't want to just put people in roles, Absolutely. because we need people to be in that role. Because um, I think that was that was the downfall of the the church last time. Is there was a lot of people mm-hmm. in leadership positions they just weren't ready to be yeah. in leadership positions. Yeah. And that caused a lot of, yeah. lot of issues that we had to deal with. And I think we can swing too far the other way and become so scared to put someone in leadership because yeah. we're like, ah, oh. but last time we had eight leaders, four of them turned out yeah, you know, and it was really hard and we lost four and, and things like that. So yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's that, like you said, it's fine trying to find that line of, okay, these people have got potential we need to make sure we give them the right amount mm-hmm. of time, but we need to be training them up as well yeah um, and looking forward to six months' time
1: yeah, I think um w- one thing that we need to understand is in in ministry you're never desperate mm. like, and don't don't allow yourself to believe that you're desperate because many, really as believers, we're never desperate we need' to understand that if God is a provider, period like there's no like oh but no he's a provider period so you're never desperate you feel desperate. You feel isolated, you feel like there's not a way, but you're never desperate. He's always there. He's always providing. He's giv he's already provided. He's given you what you need. And like and we also operate in his timing. Which is a scary thing to say cuz mm. you have a goal, you have, you know, your plans and you want this to happen at the church and you want this to happen at the church, but and then to wait in his timing, it, you may be rushing something that but like he just yeah. know It's part of trusting in him, you know, and just realizing that, okay, and that's the thing is we haven't maybe said in those words, but just not being desperate is working Mm -hmm. on that of like, because that's what desperation does. It says, okay, well, you come and like, oh, well, wasn't he a pedophile? Uh, I don't think so. He was found not guilty. Come on in. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. it it does get to that point sometimes for people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait a minute, we have to really slow down. And like you said, even obviously on an easier thing, like, do you like kids? No. Well, you can, no, no, no. Like if they don't like kids, we don't. We don't want... Like, we're done with putting square pegs in round holes. Like, yeah. you know, we're we're done with that. And, like, and if we just can't do something, then, I mean, it is what it is. Then it's, we just, we'll just do what we can with what we have mm-hmm. until we're steward. Pro- we'll properly steward the the people that we have until, you know, more people come along or, or something happens, you right, know. That's
2: what I was going to say. Like, one one on one side, um, we can't be desperate, right? And on the other side, we can't be prideful either. Like, if exactly. we started off with eight leaders and 40 kids... But we still have forty kids and only have three leaders now. We have to make some adjustments. You know, you can't separate the class into five anymore or yeah. however. Um you can't be we can't be afraid to sometimes we look at it and say, it looks like we're failing, you know. And so we we start trying to compensate for not looking like we're going backwards, you but, know? but you like you said, like you have to properly steward what you have. So if that means that one one teacher takes uh 10 kids i don't know or 15 kids versus seven teachers taking four kids would that look like progress you know you you do it you do it you work with what you have yeah.
1: like and i think we we have to get out of the like just as churches in general i'm not talking about simon obviously but <laughs> <laughs> we have to get out of the thing to, to because that, that was a good point about like we've lost what four leaders or whatever you just at the beginning but we haven't lost four leaders we lost four people mm. That's a good point. And so, like, because someone has a title of a leader because they're, in, like, that's a good, it, I want to be respectful, I'm, but it's a good thing sometimes. When people, sometimes growth means cutting away things that aren't necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, not by force, but letting it kind of, and that's what happens when there's a vision and a goal. The people that didn't have the, the right motives, you know, they, they go away. Because honestly, and I know you, you agree with this, you would like you would be in way worse condition with those other four leaders oh, yeah. that were there it it would be an absolute disaster because it, it wasn't gonna work like it wasn't they didn't have the same heart they didn't want to serve anybody it wasn't about there was no vision it was just about finding your identity and what and all this, you know and so I think a lot of times when uh, leadership teams or even churches in general shrink then people get in like shrinking Mm -hmm. but sometimes it means you're growing Mm. like you're growing you've gotten stabilized and you like you have a goal and like you know everybody can't go yeah everybody Mm. just can't go like it just is what it is everybody's not gonna get in your boat and like if you have 50,000 people in a john boat it's gonna sink Mm. and so like sometimes that's what happens you got so many people in the leadership boat and it feels good because you got helping hands and whatever but it it sinks and no one ever knows why it's because there's too many people and too many people trying to like it, it it and so somebody got to get out sometimes, like, and to to be able to move on and advance, and and it is scary, but it's a trust walk, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's you're, you know trusting Jesus, and and t- in order to move forward, sometimes you got to cut weight. Like, it just is what it is, and 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 it's not. I'm not talking about intentionally cutting. It, there's a moment for that, but intentionally cutting people off. But when people step back and and quit and whatever, you like understand that. Like, I mean, in our case, it's a little more black and white. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it was easy to see, like, oh, this is a good now. Simon doesn't have to remove them, you know. Like that's really what it was, mm-hmm. but like I, I just think it a lot of times in leadership and churches or ministry or whatever, when people go, like we see that as failure, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's, it's it's growth. Like God is pruning this away so that you can flourish. Like He's pruning these these things away, these branches that are unproductive, mm-hmm. and and they're holding everything back. And when you start to see is. When these things get cut away, then new people start popping up, and that's what we've gone through in, in our church. Sunday morning, there, there was unfortunately there's some people that just made decisions to be problematic. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And you know, came to the final thing of they made the decision to to leave. But they've been, you know, when people don't just leave one Sunday, typically they're kind of out already, and then they announce whatever. So they've been kind of out, and ever since they've been gone, there's been visitors coming every week. There's someone new every. There's always someone new every week. And I'm not saying it's because those people know them. And I'm not saying it's like mm-hmm. that. But that's just—it's just the way it is. Sometimes it just <laughs> works like that. Like, and because it, it something that's presented on the, from a united front, people feel that. I don't think they know that they feel that, or they intentionally feel that, but they feel that. And there's something different about it when you come in and it feels like family, it feels like a functional family, not a dysfunctional. We say that the church is like a dysfunctional family. It's no, it's not. It's not. We should be all functioning and walking <laughs> through the Spirit in, in, in Jesus and what mm-hmm. He did. Like. a functional family and so I think when you when you have these not 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 people that have problems but problematic people there's a difference you know um we all have problems but we're not all problematic and so when when those things are gone or removed then it makes way for for new growth and so I think like you know that's the thing is is really trusting God to to prune the tree when necessary and just continuing on and not not getting emotional one way or the other about people coming or going and just kind of staying stable in jesus the whole way and let him build his church you know
0: that's good Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's the exciting part of where we're at now in this phase one because it was like the back end of last year was like the start of phase one and it was that pruning stage it was going through those battles which felt like they would never end they just Mm -hmm. went on for months and months and months and then it 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 does feel like in the last three four weeks month or so that 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 pruning stage has kind of come to an end Mm -hmm. um and that you know, the leadership is all heading in the same mm-hmm. direction. We are making changes, new people are coming. We had the outreach event at the end of mm-hmm. December. And the um, lady comes yeah. from you yeah, saw yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw her yesterday with, with like seven Yeah, she comes with so much, I mean she brings like half half yeah. the children's church. <laughs> well, there's more every time. Yeah. I think she's come
1: three times and every time that she comes with more kids. Yeah. Like, you just stay out here and work with the kids because you yeah. are, apparently they're all yours anyway. Yeah. Can be the disciplinary
0: So um but uh, yeah, so it's kind of like those those six months of phase one last year have has now led to the 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 exciting stage of phase one this year of growth development, where we can go okay, let's we now don't have to spend every single hour mm-hmm. of every single day going over the same problems after another. We can now spend the hours of each day building, looking forward, yeah. growing leaders, growing people, yeah. um, reaching out to the community. And that, I think that's the exciting part of this phase one yeah. now is that feels like that hurt and that pruning stage is 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 almost complete it's not complete and then we can we can start growing and and doing those things
1: there's and like it just like i was just thinking about for a church our size and a community our size, like we're not a huge church by any means and so like just thinking about what's happened over the past two months really is people have moved here and have joined the church that that isn't people don't move to trinidad Mm. people leave trinidad like that's not you know, and so like Georgette has moved here, and then the other two girls—the one that said she wanted to join the worship team—sorry, yeah. um, <laughs> I hope she can sing. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, but you know, they've moved here and they've jumped right in and and want to be a part of the church. And like you know, from day one, have said like, "Oh, I want to be a part of this church," and and that's that's a huge thing for a church like you know like ours mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I was talking to one of the leaders a couple weeks ago. And he was he referenced the Christmas outreach thing and whatever, he's like, you know, after seeing that, after doubting all morning because it was raining and stuff, he's from here, he's lived here, you know, whatever. He's like, and seeing just what God did through that, he's like, it opened my eyes that this is who we are, this is who we have to be, we have to reach these people in this community. And it was awesome because it can't just be us, like, oh, we need to reach people in the community and everybody else like, oh, yeah, 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 you know. they Everybody has to grab the vision and, and kind of pull the rope in that sense. So yeah, it's exciting and I think, you know, It is exciting when you see the growth, but it's not exciting in the process all the time, you know, because it's it's not, again, it's not sexy ministry. It's not like 16,000 people gave their life to Christ yesterday. It's not, oh, we went to this village and look at this monkey, huh? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. It's not the coolest stuff to show. And a lot of the stories you can't even tell. You can't retell, though, you know, Mm -hmm. the personal stuff and and whatever. But, um, man, the, the fruit of what we from the the work of growing a church and just really making sure and not painting just painting the proverbial walls right like just oh look look how good it looks you know but actually Mm -hmm. like making sure that everything that's what we've done is we've made sure that everything is we've fixed cracked foundations and you know just confronted different issues that have been there and um it's a tough a rough process but really like saying okay let's glorify god in everything let's not just look like we're glorifying god you know let's actually and like i've I've probably said it the past three sundays like if we're going to be christians let's be christians like all the way let's not look like christians let's be christians you know
2: and And i think like one of the the coolest parts even though it was hard the whole pruning process is that it leads to what we want to do next like we couldn't do uh, adopt a block or community outreach Mm -hmm. with people who Mm -hmm. are not who are divisive or not part of you know going in the same direction as yeah. the church because then you're you're sharing those things with the neighbors and then it it makes the church look divisive and bad and hypocritical which they already think mm-hmm. about yeah. the church so yeah so it's exciting because um, we do like Simon said we get to we get to move forward and start these new programs and which um, which the angle you know is to to show Christ and to show people. Who jesus is and who the church is and and why we're here
1: yeah you know. absolutely so i think yeah that i mean more or less and we'll continue to talk about church stuff because it's a huge part of everything but another part of phase one is writing and developing materials um that's something we already started we we wrote a book on faith it's like a mini book so there's 50 pages something like that um we got to get that translated and all that stuff so we've done that, but we want to continue to write just different, produce different materials for people, not to sell and not to make a ton of money, but just for, not even to to um, publish, you know, on Amazon or whatever, not at all. But like for here, we just want to publish stuff for here to be able to give to people and you put something in their hands so that they can read and you know, and we can also share that with other churches and stuff like that. We want to do different courses: a course on faith, a course on marriage, a course on biblical manhood, biblical womanhood, you know, so on and so forth. A course on heaven, heaven and earth. Uh, you know, like, of course, uh, trees, the the theme of trees, through like we talked about the yesterday, uh, theme of trees through the Bible, so, stuff like that, just different courses. We want to write out a bunch of different stuff, just have materials to be able to put in people's hands, to put in pastors' hands, leaders' hands, new believers' hands, old believers' hands, you know, just have stuff to to be able to kind of help people on their, on their faith walk and help people teach other people. And so, um, yeah, I think we're all kind of working on some stuff for that now just kind of writing the stuff while we're, this is the technically the behind the scenes period of our writing Mm. and stuff. And then in phase two, we'll, we'll launch more of that stuff, um, out, but we want to have the material beforehand and be working on it now and stuff. So there's that. Um, and then there's also the community garden, which I've been I've mentioned this a gazillion times. It's just that when something goes wrong, it can't go wrong. (laughs) And like, and then like, it's part of it's bit like, there's just always been different stuff that happened. And then, uh, buy the dirt for, to you know, to from the bring the dirt in for the garden boxes and the the road behind her house floods and it's rainy season, so it just stays flooded. And so truck can't pull in there, it's too heavy, it'll drop down in the mud and it'll get stuck and whatever, whatever, so.
2: And then to find out that she, she might be selling it, like we don't.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's we, like
2: w- you would do all that work and then she wants to sell it and then yeah. not sell it to us. I don't know how yeah, that will work. We want
1: buy it, but we'll see. But um, yeah, so. Anyways, well, we're gonna start that stuff, experimental stage. So this year will be, phase one basically will be the experimental stage of the garden, of just like learning stuff and just trying, seeing what grows, what doesn't grow. And the idea initially was to have a community garden so that we can, so people can come in. A community garden is a place typically where everybody comes in gardens. They can plant stuff, they take stuff, whatever, But, but here that wouldn't work. There would be one person or two people from the community that would come and take everything and be in the you know, selling it downtown tomorrow or whatever and then it just it would kill the whole thing. So it's it's gonna be like a private garden, but it's for the community. So we'll produce stuff and we'll give it to you know, people the fruits or whatever who we see fit. But the idea will be to produce small like plants and seeds and stuff like that. So we can share those with the community. So everybody can have their own stuff and they can produce their own you know, instead of having to come and steal and be sneaky and all that stuff. Just take that opportunity away and just give plants and stuff away mm-hmm. and so we're going to start that now and if you know anything about gardening you know about compost um, gardening you know about compost and we want to produce a lot of compost uh, compost this year and just have a huge compost pile to be able to you know obviously produce our garden and stuff from uh, next year going forward as well so this year basically doing experiments I bought some um, actually Simon brought them some dragon fruit fruits dragon fruit do you, do you say dragon fruit fruits or do you say dragon fruit I think dragon fruit right yeah I mean because it's it's a fruit but anyways yeah yeah. so Simon brought some dragon fruit and some uh, what is the other thing called pomegranate yeah like some yellow pomegranate or whatever I don't know it's a different line of pomegranate Mm -hmm. and also I think you saw this and I hope we didn't cut them up and eat them but I bought some onions some white onions did you see that
2: um yeah I mean I don't know specifically where'd you leave them
1: uh, I don't remember, but they're white onions. You never see white onions here.
2: I know, but maybe I just didn't think about it and just chop it up.
1: So they don't have white <laughs> onions here. They just have red onions. And so I found some white onions, and so I was gonna get them and plant them to be continued on that story. <laughs> um, I don't
2: think I used them. Uh, I don't, but I don't know where you left them. So
1: yeah, i we'll figure it out. Um, jalapenos. I, I started some jalapenos the other day. Some habaneros. Like uh, I don't know. Uh, just a bunch of different stuff we're gonna have a and the, Ruth has some pumpkins growing She has a lot of different trees and stuff growing over there
2: I have some squash seeds
1: oh yeah we have some mm-hmm. squash seeds why'd you squash them for <laughs> 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 vision 2020 <laughs> 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 no uh so yeah so just planting some different stuff and just kind of seeing how everything works out two vanilla plants growing in front of the house for all you brought kumquat which is the weird the worst name for a fruit ever you have some kumquat uh some kumquat plant trees that you brought so i thought they were gonna be like small plants but you brought like trees whatever so i need to get those in the ground at some point um yeah so
2: don't you have a coffee bean tree uh no oh where did i get that idea because
1: uh, we used we to we tried to get one of them well, well. we, ha- oh, we okay. had we brought those remember we bought like four of them and they all died uh, they're oh, tiny from, from yeah, the yeah. camper uh-huh uh, yeah
0: the
2: vanilla yeah. tree is sticking to our screen and wall and stuff yeah that's done. what it does oh, okay we're just gonna leave it there yep okay
1: yeah, why not? I don't. I mean,
2: not... Yeah, sure. I don't care.
1: You don't want your room to smell like vanilla?
2: I would love for it to smell Boom, like vanilla. I'm you're just, welcome. <laughs> just saying, I wasn't sure if that was the permanent spot you intended for it.
1: It was not until it started sticking to everything, <laughs> and then
2: we have a mango tree, Jolie's mango tree. Or did it die?
1: No, it's still there. But it, I mean, there's mango trees are the easiest thing. Like, there's mm-hmm. two in the back already. So, but yeah, Jolie has a mango tree that the thing has not grown because it's in a it's in a like a like a plastic planter. Until so it won't grow, but it's still alive, like it's just sitting there, it's about eight inches tall, and it like it's been that big for the past year, and she doesn't she doesn't realize like you know that it won't grow like that in there, but so yeah, just planting some different stuff like that and kind of getting that going, and then so we can kind of figure it out and what's best for what and section off the garden and stuff like that, again, producing stuff that can't find very easily here, um like white onions, which is such a weird thing you would think that there's anyways they're not called white onions but um that's what i'm saying i think they're
2: uh, yellow onions is that not the name
1: of i don't know i i I don't know okay so so yeah so that so we'll do all that this year and then hopefully next year we'll be producing different seeds and fruits and stuff so we can kind of share with people in the community and um again more on that you'll figure more out about the community garden as we go on the different phases and stuff everything connects and kind of flows so as we go forward you'll kind of hear more about different stuff so Anyways, I think I'm good. You good? Yep. Yeah. All right. All your d- responses are super delayed. Like, did uh, th- like, yeah. did you cut the onions up? Uh, like. they're
2: called yellow onions. I fact checked.
1: Mm. You fact checked? Yeah. On Googling. Wikipedia. <laughs> Just Googling. Just the
2: first result on Google, <laughs> yeah. 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 The brown yeah. onion or yellow onion?
1: I prefer brown onion. For obvious reasons okay i'm just kidding <laughs> they, I, they i think i call it white onion because they say cebolla blanca i think that's what they say here mm. and so anyways so yeah brown, uh yellow onions better everybody good with that sure. we're gonna okay so yeah so anyways that's what we have for today that's phase one of our ministry more or less um yes yeah, so you can be praying for us and all that stuff and kind of um Kind of know what we're what we're up to and what our focus is for this year so yeah keep us in your prayers um thank you for all your love and support thanks for listening and uh we appreciate everything you do for us and um <laughs> oh yeah i forgot one more thing i forgot one more thing Provecho. <laughs>